What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? And do that. Yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, your most favorite ginger of all. Speaking, I'm 
Not that broke, Vinny. I actually enjoyed this card in that day, brother. How about you? Um, things I liked, things I didn't like. We're gonna get into that during the show, and we are gonna kick things off with our first official match of the evening. We had Cameron Grimes versus JD McDonough. I never heard of this JD McDonough guy until I saw him in the ring. And for his size, there's at least one thing that he does not do. You know what that is, Vinny Gucci? What is that? He doesn't do the spot monkey shit. Did you notice about that guy? Yes. I noticed he knew how to wrestle. He knew how to work. He had very good move set. Uh, him and Cameron, gr- him and Cam, him and Cameron cop- complimented each other nicely, and it was it was a great opening match. This was perfect to open the show. It was actually really really good. I mean, I wanted Cameron Grimes again, but this is JD's debut, and how big of a promo he's been doing for the last couple of weeks. I didn't expect him to lose. Otherwise, unless this was physical, it was good. I was very impressed with that. But all right, JD, let's see what you got. You still got a lot of room there, my dear Irish sir. But God bless you, and God bless you. Yes. Yeah. So the Irish Ace did very well. He was able to hit the Devlin slide for the win. And of course, Joe Gacy's in the the Crow's Nest area, Bird's Nest area, watching the match. So that was intriguing to watch. And of course, uh, you know, JD got the win, which I think made sense because obviously they're uh, they've got plans for JD. Obviously, you know, he's um, you know, he 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 had the big moment at the Great American Bash where he took out um, Ron Breaker. So obviously, they have plans for him. So it made sense for him to get a victory over Cameron Grimes plus it furthers his story of not being able to win the big one in the aftermath that follows so like I said this match did very well it did it did sir very very good moving on yes and of course we cut to Nikita Lyons who is ready to earn her shot at the uh, NXT women's title and of course we noticed we saw promos from the women throughout the show and I'll just say Nikita I like what she had to say you know Nikita's showing off her promo skills I think she did very well and um, she made me a believer that she could win this whole thing, and she's actually one of the people I would love to have seen win. I did enjoy this promo. It's like, bring it down, bitches. Let's see what she got. And strange other reasons, but Tia Lyons is a big girl. Yeah. Oh, she's huge. Yeah, she's thick That's in all the face. right places. She's very thick in the big, big right places. Just imagine it in your hands. Tickle, 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 tickle. Anyways, Ooh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, on that note, we cut to another promo from uh, Tiffany Stratton, um, who is definitely playing into her spoiled gimmick. I noticed she doesn't bring up her dad much anymore, but she still is confident in wanting to be a women's champion. As I mentioned before, Tiffany is one of the best heels in the women's division, and definitely somebody that I could see being a future NXT women's champion. She's somebody I definitely want to put the belt around. That part I agree on, and I love the little spoiled gimmick, and uh, yeah, she's like, he's daddy's little princess, daddy's little girl. This promo right here it was uh, very, very good. Alright, sir, moving on? Yes, so we cut to the moment that pretty much everybody's been waiting for. This has been the, the thing that everybody wanted to see more than anything else and that is Cora Jade. Because the big question is, why did she turn on Roxanne Perez? Everybody's been asking this question. Why would you do this? Why would you do this while they're the tag team champions? And why did it look so predictable last week? Like, literally, you could easily tell who it was that attacked Roxanne Perez. And then as soon as she took her tag belt off, it gave everything away. Like I said, I would have preferred if they, if she climbed up the ramp and Cora just whacked her with the skateboard right then and there, and the match didn't even happen. But Jade complains that she got Roxanne Perez foot in the door, and fans only care about her now. She talked about how everyone thought she was the breakthrough star after she jumped off the cage at War Games, and how everyone thought Cora Jade was going to be the future 
future. And then she said she finally found the perfect partner. She finally won the tag titles. She was happy. And then not even a half hour later, she announced she was cashing in her shot on Mandy Rose. And she admits to attacking Perez in the parking lot and trying to take her spot. And uh, she was pissed off because she basically said that she just was selfish. And, you know, it's like the tag belts didn't even matter. She was ready to just throw them out the window. And then she said she's going to win the Battle Royal tonight. And the tag titles are basically mean nothing to her anymore because she's done trusting people. This is a new generation of Jade. And this belt isn't worth a damn. And then she pulls a Medusa and a Lundra Blaze and drops the belt in the trash. Um, I thought this new side of Cora Jade was wonderful. Vinny, side note, question. Okay. Everyone knows on Facebook, and I've seen those as a guy like Cora Jade in a you know, bathing suit. No, I haven't seen that picture. Dude, wow. No, I have to say. Well, I love the promo where she did. Well, I can already see her, so I can tell she's hot, so I can only imagine what she looked like in a bathing suit or a bikini or whatever, you know. So Just putting it out there as a guy. No, I love this promo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't mind you putting it out there, but yeah, this promo was very well done. It gave a valid explanation because it did make sense. You know, they just won the tag belts. Now she wants to face Mandy Rose. So it's like, okay, I don't even matter. And again, I thought the whole concept of her cashing in her shot on Mandy Rose was stupid. I felt that the second they challenged for the tag belts, that was the fucking cash in. So I didn't even want like the fact that Roxanne Perez was getting a fucking title shot. I thought the whole damn thing was a waste of time. And I like the fact that Cora Jade dropped the NXT women's tag belts in the trash because let's be honest the women's tag team titles and i'm not talking about nxt i'm talking about the main roster as well they're not worth shit i'm sorry we tried wwe universe we fucking tried okay i know that wwe is very big on wanting to appease the liberals i know wwe is very big on equality they want to put the women on the same level as the men by letting them do everything the men can do. Well, here's what we've learned since this whole fucking thing began. I'm going all the way back to the women's revolution and the black and gold. I'm talking about when, you know, the false flare, Becky Lynch and Bailey all got called up and they were feuding with, you know, fucking the Bellas and Alicia Fox and Naomi and Paige and all that. When they were starting the whole thing all the way up till now. Here's the harsh reality. There have been some cases where the women were given equal opportunity and they delivered. There's also been times where they haven't. And one of the biggest epic failures has been the women's tag team titles. The women's division is not strong enough to handle more than one title. It can barely handle the two singles titles that are out there right now. And the NXT women's division sure as hell can't handle it because there's not a lot of stars down there. Because all the stars that were down there either got called up, released, or they quit. So right now, one of your few stars on there is Mandy Rose. So the women's tag titles are fucking worthless. They, they really are. It's a waste of fucking time, okay? Now there's a reason why in wrestling you normally see one or two women's matches on a card because there is a small, minute list of women in this business that can actually wrestle, that actually know how to work, that actually knows 
psychology that actually knows storytelling. And you've seen it over the years. We've seen the women who are talented. We've seen the women who suck. I've worked. I've been on the indie circuit for a long time as a commentator, as a ring announcer, as Buff Bagwell's manager slash agent. I've seen my fair share of women's wrestling. There's a lot of women that I've seen who are very good at what they do. And there's a lot of women who are the shitty. The problem is because the women are in the middle of a revolution, nobody wants to acknowledge the women who suck or the female ideas that have failed. And the tag team titles, the tag team division has been a failure because there's only a small handful of women that have held those titles both in NXT and on the main roster to where it made sense. That does, And other than that, it's just been mixed match teams that hasn't made any fucking sense. I would go as far as to say that on the main roster, the only way I would ever want to see the tag team titles come back in the women's division is if you're going to give them to the Bella Twins because they're the only real female tag team that's existed in wrestling. The only ones. Other than maybe the Iconics. And I'll throw in Sasha and Bailey for good measure. Other than that, I haven't seen any others that were worth a damn. So really, it's a waste of time. That's why they're not trying to bring back the titles ever since Sasha and Naomi dropped them and walked out of the company. And that's why I'm hoping with this, we don't see any more tag team titles from the women. Let's just have a women's title, have the women battle it out, the best get the gold, and the rest are jobbers. That's what we need to focus on. Find the women who are good and accentuate them. Find the women who suck and use them to make the stars look good. Stop trying to pretend they're all good when only a few of them are and most of them suck. Zach, if you agree or disagree, feel free to speak now before we move along. I said agree, you sure. Moving on. Alrighty, we're going to move on now to the next match of the evening. We got Roderick Strong versus Damon Kemp. Vinny. Yes? I have a question. Okay. What the fuck? I didn't understand this match. Two people who are supposed to be together and reunite and they go against each other. And all of a sudden, you see Tony Dean, his little pasta entourage beat the crap out of the out of, um, tag team champions. And then they can't want to go rescue, try to go rescue him. And then Roger Sean sneaky attacked it. Does this match make any sense whatsoever? I mean, I understood why it was happening because apparently Roderick Strong didn't like the fact that he was being respectful after a after a victory or that the Creed brothers were showing him like footage of what he did wrong and he's like, you know, they were your enemies, why are you buddying up to them and watching footage and stuff or whatever? Or he tried to toughen up Damon Kemp. That's what Roger Strong's trying to do. Problem with Roger Strong is he's being that type of leader that annoys the shit out of everybody. Like he's trying to be more of a boss and less like a leader. And nobody Every, people respect leaders. They don't respect bosses. It's like I've always said, the difference between a leader and a boss. Uh, and here's the example I always give. Let's say you got a wagon and you got a, and you and a, and a group of people have to carry the wagon up the hill. You got to pull this giant wagon up the hill. A leader is going to grab one of the ropes, tell everybody else to grab a rope and say, all right, one, two, three, pull. And you're all going to pull and carry this some bitch up the mountain. A boss is going to sit in the wagon, tell everybody to pick up a rope and go, one, two, three, pull. And they carry up the mountain while he props his feet up, sitting comfortably in the wagon. That's a boss. A leader leads. A boss delegates. That's a difference. So what's Roger Strong? Is he a boss or a leader? He was a leader. He's now becoming a boss because he's saying a bunch of dumb shit that nobody agrees with. He's making himself look stupid. He's like, like they jumped us four on two. Numbers shouldn't matter. It's like, motherfucker. 
it, it doesn't matter how strong you are. Unless you're fucking Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan or some shit like that, you're not going to win a four-on-one or a four-on-two assault. You're just not. That that doesn't work, okay? A one, That's it's like, very true, sir. Yes. One-to-one one fight, yes. Five-to-one fight, too much for anybody. So, so now, but anyway, so we have Tony D come out with his crew. And they jump the Creed brothers. Basically, they want the tag team titles, and they also want to establish themselves as the badasses of NXT. Tony had to let Roderick Strong know, hey, I run shit around here. Y'all, y'all are flexing a little too much, so I had to humble you. So, Roger Strong, of course, says Tony D may have started this, but we're going to finish it. So, they challenge them to an eight-man tag. And then, so, Diamond Mine is somehow still trying to be a team, despite the fact that Roger Strong is clearly out for himself. And here's what I'd like to know. I'd like to know how many more months or years or weeks or days or whatever is left in Roddy's contract. Because I think they're going to drag this stupid shit out until they get to the expiration of his contract. And then as they get closer to that, once they get get real close to that date that's when finally they're gonna have enough and either roddy's gonna and either they're all gonna beat down on roddy or roddy's gonna turn on them or whatever and then he's gonna have some type of match with these guys and they're just gonna beat and they're just gonna take him out and then roddy's gonna leave and go to aew i because they are not booking him they're not booking him this doesn't look like a booking <laughs> thing that's gonna make him stay for the long haul this is like your contract's expiring soon so we're planting seeds because we don't want to keep you around or you've made it clear you don't want to stay I don't think he wants to stay where he's at. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think he wants to stay. And I like Roger Strong. I respect him, but there's got to be a mutiny on the hands. Oh, yeah. They can't keep this shit going for too long. Something's going to happen. It's not like we don't want that to happen, but it's eventually going to happen. All I have to say. Okay. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening for the NXT UK Tag Team Titles. Briggs and Jensen with Fallon Henley defend the gold against Pretty Deadly. I enjoyed the living shit out of it. Did you? Yes, boy. Yes, boy. This was actually really, really good. And Vinny, don't you know what about notice about Pretty Deadly? What, what is that? I don't like when they say soft. I'm sorry? You know what that is? No. I don't like when they say I didn't like where they were, they were dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a dress? No, the, the, they, uh, the cow outfit. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they were out in the cow outfits and everything. And, and of course, they were like, you know, you cowboy. Tied. Dude, I thought there was something else you didn't like. Tied. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What was that? What was that last word? Nothing. No, no, no. I, I heard something. You you said, said over the R. What was that? <laughs> I'm not saying that you can't make me say it. I'm sorry. Zach, what was it? What was it? <laughs> I swear to God, don't do it. <laughs> no, no, I heard you say something. What was that last word? <laughs> just get it done with. No, no, I'm sorry. I need to hear what that last word is. We need to move on. So, Zach, just tell me what it was. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Come on, Zach. The people are waiting. <laughs> Roll Tide. Hell yeah! You got <laughs> damn right, Roll Tide! Hey, how would you like to fuck my wife? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I hear Roll Tide <laughs> during this match, all I kept thinking is, how angry is Zach right now? <laughs> oh my god. There's I can't believe one word. One. one word makes him so angry. Oh, well, it's beautiful. actually two. Yeah, but still, regardless of the, in spite of the yes boys and the Roll Tide, this is a great match. 
Yeah. It was a good match. It was. It was. Though they had to say roll tide. That's a- yeah, but you have to understand when Pretty Deadly says roll tide, they're doing it as an insult. When Briggs and Jensen say roll tide, they're trying to be all cool about it. So you shouldn't be mad when Pretty Deadly say it. You should be mad when Briggs and Jensen say it because uh-huh. they're the ones going roll tide. Bama's number one, and Pretty Deadly's like roll tide. You're a bunch of hillbillies. Yeah, well, well that's roll tide. You're a bunch of hillbilly pieces of crap that actually lost by interception, assholes. Yes, but. Of course, Briggs and Jensen, they still retain the uh, NXT UK titles, so UK tag titles. So um, at least, he, at least it gives the Roll Tide fans something to look forward to. What? Thank you for Fanny uh, Hamlin. That little tug of war that she had with the tag belt, I thought that was pretty funny. Yes, I love the fact they tried to slide one belt in, then another belt in to try and get the uh, like the DQ or the distraction. And then of course Jensen and Briggs surprise Wilson with their finish. They get the win. They retain. It was again a hell of a kick-ass segment. That was. It was very, very, very good, sir. Very, very good, sir. All right, then. Um, yes. Um, we then cut to Mr. Joe Gacy, who has finally decided... <laughs> To reveal the dyad, and basically they're revealing the identity of the tr- of the dyad. We're trying to figure out who these people are, and now their names are Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler. And we found out who they were. Zach, did you happen to recognize these gentlemen? Yes. No, you didn't. So you did don't know. You? So you don't know who they are. No clue. Well, I when I first saw them, I didn't know who the fuck they were either. But then I went on social media. And I found out who these two gentlemen are. And obviously, they're not only Lorkin and Danny Birch. They're obviously not Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Zach, would you like to know who these two gentlemen are? What are you about to tell me? It's not going to be good. These two gentlemen, who are now called the Dyad, are none other than the Grizzled Young Veterans. No. <laughs> no. Are you for real? I Holy am shit. dead I ass serious. I'll speak to them. I didn't recognize them. I was like, maybe I did. I was like, wait a minute here. Who the fuck are these guys? Like, Who the hell are you? Manny, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Okay. This is a stupid idea from Bad Creative, and I am pissed. You took one of the best tag teams in this company. A team who in NXT UK had a strong reputation. A team who here in the States, before you turned them into a fucking comedy act, were one of the most badass tag teams in this company. They were the grizzled young veterans. They were badasses. Yeah, that's her, man. Go ahead. I mean, 100% crazy. I didn't recognize them. These young boys are going to do this. Now you say this. We're young veterans. Like, it's like, you put one of the most underrated tag teams and gave them a new name. You guys fucking suck, motherfuckers. Yeah. They, they changed one of the best tag teams. The guys who were the NXT UK tag team champions. A group of guys who, in NXT, deserve to be the tag team champions here. Never really, truly got their chance to reign supreme as the tag champs. Like I said, they never really got a fair shot. It was a crock of shit, and it frustrated me and a lot of other people because they were a legit, great, kick-ass fucking tag team. And not only, not only did they get treated with such disrespect by not getting a run with the tag belts, not only did they job the people that in some cases 
bitches they had no business jobbing to. Not only did you turn them into a fucking comedy act, but now you're reinventing them as these dark characters in Joe Gacy's faction or cult. And they're saying they won't be the fir- they are they are the first, but they won't be the last. Still trying to figure out why Harlan got let go. Uh, Sorry, what? I mean, maybe you should look at this in a, in a positive note. Maybe if they stay as a dyad, they become AEW Tag Team Champion. I don't share where he's coming from. He's taking, he was like, I was like, seriously? You take the great Rosie on fans so, and give them a whole new gimmick? Fuck you. So you're saying you want me to wait for this faction to fail, then get released, go to Jacksonville, and win the tag belts over there? If they fail, I give you full permission to yell at me, and you have done it before. Yeah, just but you literally just said... Give them a chance. They might become the AEW Tag Team Champions. You just said that. I understand that. Maybe they can. Zach, this is NXT, you idiots. They can't win the AEW Tag Belts here. Oops. I'm in the NXT Tag Team. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <sighs> sorry, the alcohol. Oops. I'm in the NXT, guys. That's the NXT. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a fucking dumbass. Now on, you are off. sober during this. <laughs> Fuck's sake. So. I'm sorry. All right. So anyway, so anyway, after we, yeah, so after we get through this abortion, um, we cut to the, we cut to the parking lot. We see Braun Breaker looking for JD because he's pissed naturally. And then we cut to the in-ring segment with Braun Breaker. Breaker calls out JD. JD appears in the Tron and asks Breaker how his shoulder is doing. JD says he's going to dissect Breaker. JD has a mannequin behind him. He draws a diagram of where he's going to separate Breaker's shoulder. Breaker cuts JD off and tells him if he can't find his balls and get in the ring with him. Maybe he should get some from the mannequin. If JD rips off Breaker's arm, Breaker will beat JD over the head with it. Did you like this? Yes and no. I did too. I mean, it was okay. I don't know why this JD called up this quickly, but he did put a pretty good promo on. JD's promo was great. Braun Breaker's promo wasn't. And I think you're about to explain. Well, just that Braun's basically doing the whole, like, you know, bring your ass to the ring, I'll kick your ass, you gotta get in the ring with me eventually, blah, 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 blah. And here's the thing. I, I would be fine with that, but, you know, it- it's-, it's one of those promos where it's like, been there, done that, smoked it, humped it, called it an Uber. You know, I've heard it a million times. Yeah. At least with JD, his promo was methodical. Like, drawing, like, I felt like I was watching Nip Tuck, the way he was drawing on on the shoulder. It reminded me of like when Christian Troy took a took a bottle took took a took, took, took like a lipstick and drew all over this girl who wanted surgery and basically showed him all the parts he would have to like cut and make adjustments to to make her look like a million dollars. And pretty much her whole body was covered in lipstick. <laughs> but he was literally drawing the places where he make the incisions and everything and she looked like a, she looked like a dotted line when it was all fucking over. So I kind of liked that concept. I kind of liked that because he, I liked it because JD was basically showing how evil he can be, how methodical and how he plans everything out and how he, you know, will, you know, break somebody down. I'd never seen a promo done like that before. So it was actually kind of creepy. And that's why he was saying like, you know, the necessary evil is here. Like it's JD. He's got a future. I, I, I honestly think he's got a future now. When he gets to the main roster, I'm not going to 
going to say he'll be a world champion. I don't know if he's got if he's that good, but at the very least, US or Intercontinental champion. He is a mid-card talent on the main roster most definitely. He could probably be NXT champion here, but I don't know if he win the top title up there. Like I said, I'm not saying he will, I'm not saying he won't. I just don't see that. I don't see it going that far personally, but I could be wrong, but I like I like JD. I'm a JD fan. He is definitely very good at what he does. Braun was just he was being Braun. That's very 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 true, sir. Yeah. That was a good promo from JD. We need to lock it. We'll see what this happens. Anyway, moving on. Yes. And uh we move on to the next match of the evening. We want to call it that. <laughs> This is garbage. Axiom versus Dante Chen. Um, uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, this... <laughs> this was not this a match. Horrible. <laughs> this was not the most worthless piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Any part of my life. What's this? Did you go? No, it was sad. But, but here's the thing. I don't think it was that sad. I just thought it was like, okay. Like, he pretty much had to drop kick and pins him. Pretty much, I don't know who this Axiom guy is. I mean, he's a typical new guy. He's a spot monkey fucking bullshit with a fucking mask. I want to be Rey Mysterio, or even worse, I want to be Sin Cara. I'm just saying, it did, that's the thing that disappointed me the most, because I liked his gimmicks. They were showing all these like mathem- mathematical stuff and all these equations. I thought we were going to see like a, a Goodwill Hunting or a Sheldon Cooper type character, but a more serious Sheldon Cooper type character. But just, but then he comes out and he's in a fucking mask. Like, why? I'm sorry. The, the mask doesn't fit the gimmick. It's not. It's not registering with me. It's not making sense. This is. This looks very dumb. I'm like, if you were gonna, if you were gonna bring out a masked cruiserweight spot monkey, why even give him this kind of gimmick? Like, this is the type of shit you give to that brainy chick in the women's division, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head right now because it's late. Just, I don't know. The, the, it was just weird. But yeah, he won the match in awkward fashion, and it was weird. So, Zach, if you don't have anything to add, I'm ready to move on. One thing, that motherfucker looks like a wannabe Sin Cara. Yep. You see that, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, moving on. Yeah, so we cut to uh, Giovanni Vinci, who pulls up in his very <laughs> fancy car, and all of a sudden, a bus pulls up, and out comes all the chase you morons, until the girl, <laughs> and then the girl at one point puts his hand on the car, and he says, hey, no fingerprints, and she kind of goes, oh, sorry, and then, and then eventually the chase you people just walk away because they realize you you touch the man's expensive car he no likey so i see giovanni vinci feuding with either bodie or or chase andre chase um i don't know what to say about this i I thought it was funny as shit and i was like okay and like i said this chase you thing is so fucking over i don't get it why it is but it's pretty fucking funny and that bitchy dude he like he's like that cute girl can you take a picture with me Takes a picture of himself. I was like, dude, you could have nailed her, but you get it, Ron. This this whole thing is over because of Andre Chase. Because people love the fact that he has mental breakdowns. He fucking cusses everybody out. They bleep it all. It's great. And and I I don't get it, dude. I don't get it with Andre Chase. I mean, people like he sucks. Like actually, he actually seen like this little sketch. I left the house. I was like, he's like, well, that's the wrong answer. You fucking dipshit, fucking moron. I was like, yeah. Fuck out of my class. Get the fuck out of my classroom. Stupid bitch. Did you ever get kicked out of a classroom? Once. Not like that. 
Let me ask you a question, Vinny. What? How many times do you think I got kicked out of the classroom? Every day? No, once or twice a month. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. I, I get tired of my mother yelling at me. <laughs> I can see you getting kicked out of a classroom. You you probably annoyed the shit out of the teacher. Or just be what I am. Be yeah. a smart ass. Yeah. And I probably will if you knew me the way you do now, you probably would have laughed. <laughs> I bet a couple of kids laughed. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, we should do shut up. <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't help it. Is this in my nature? But this, that match right here was just garbage. It was, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sir, moving on to the next thing. Yeah. So now we cut to the barbershop where we meet up with the uh, A champion who's basically, long story short, he's making fun of everybody and he's tired of Solo Sequoia saying, I got next. Doesn't matter who it is. Is. No one can compete with the A champion, and they were having their party where Lexus was driving a Mercedes. Mercedes was driving a Lexus. I couldn't tell none of them apart because <laughs> I'm a player. It's like God's oh, boy was this a waste of our time. No, nothing Vinny, productive came out of this out of this segment. Let me only do it once again. Was this bad? No, it was sad. <laughs> Just... Bravo, bravo. I was, I was watching it. I was like, Amelo, I love you. I respect you, dude. You need to go with the tattoo champions with Trick Williams or go for the big gold. He doesn't need the North American Championship anymore. You don't need to prove yourself that you are a player. You are top of the line. He doesn't need the spot monkey bullshit and it is young. That kid's got a future, but he needs to get rid of the North American championship. Yeah. How to have a senior around him. If you're going to call yourself the A champion, and when Melo shoots, he don't miss, you got to stop celebrating mediocrity. Because that is what an A champion is not supposed to do. You're supposed to aspire to be great, and there's no greater thing than the NXT championship. Talk your talk. Thank you. So that's the point I got to make here, is stop celebrating mediocrity and get to the top. That's all I got to say about that. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening. The Battle Royal to determine the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. Hey, Vinny, side note, you take over on this. I gotta go drain. Okay, I don't, we, all right. I don't know what that means, but we'll do it. Um, so here's what I gotta say about this. It's women in a battle royal. You already know it's gonna be boring, it's gonna be a clusterfuck, and nothing is gonna make sense. Now, we saw a lot of, you know, great moments in here. You know, a bunch of eventually everybody is flopping around this ring trying to fight and everything. And of course, Toxic Attraction is watching from the Toxic Lounge. And the big surprise was Zoe Stark making her return from injury. I I forgot she was even on the roster and um and of course Cora Jade doesn't seem pleased about it and everyone's around Jade Jade rolls out of the ring smart play you know Cora Jade is basically the main star with the center of attention right now because of the fact that she just turned heel so now you got Ivy Nile in the ring everybody's fighting everybody's you know doing what they do Ivy Nile is chasing Jade up the ramp everything else and people are one by one getting thrown out Amari Miller who don't mean shit she's thrown out Alba Fire and Last Legend eliminate each other. Disappointing. I would have liked to have seen Last Legend make it to the end. Wendy Chu gets tossed over by Tiffany Stratton, but Cho lands on a pillow, so she isn't eliminated. I'm back. I thought that was funny as shit. I was about to uh, say. To let you know, I, I had to go take a, a bathroom break. That's what I had to do. Okay. So, we basically are taking care of this whole entire thing, and yeah, so Wendy Chu landing on there, not gonna lie, fucking hilarious. And just the field thins down to the final four, not including Cora Jade. So we see Nikita Lyons, 
James, Stark, Stratton, all the crazies. And then, of course, um, Lions dumps James out of the ring. Tiffany Stratton throws Lions out. Zoe Stark and Stratton battle it out in the ring. And then Stratton gets tossed out by Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark celebrates, but the match isn't over. Jay tries to get behind Stark. Stark back body drops Jade over the top rope. And Zoe Stark ends up winning the whole damn thing. So, uh, before I say what I gotta say, Zach, how did you feel about this? Meh. That it? I thought it was okay. I mean, it was okay. I'm happy Zoe Stark won because I thought for a second Cora Jade came back in. So I forgot she wasn't really eliminated. But she wasn't. I thought she was going to win. And Zoe Stark just looked at her, ducked, put her over, put her over the top up, and rifle was up. Zoe Stark won. And I hope Zoe Stark beat Manny Rose for the AEW Women's Championship match. Now, at the tone of Mr. Vinny Gucci, who is Jay DeBoots, is Jay Chromebum. You didn't like this match. Vinny, can I say what I usually say, or are you okay? I'm fine. That's not that bad. It's not that uh, bad. Okay, go ahead. I'm just going to say, I saw a lot of people get eliminated from this match that were more deserving of a women's title shot than Zoe Stark. I was especially pissed off when Cora J got eliminated because I'm thinking, okay, Cora J just turned heel. Cora J took out her partner. The tag team titles are basically gone. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm thinking to myself, Cora Jade's going to win this. And the reason I say that is because of everything they're telling in this story because it would have made sense. Cora J wins the Battle Royal. Cora J goes up against Mandy Rose. Roxanne Perez makes a return. She screws Cora J out of the title. And then you build the feud between the two of them to where they're going to now go head to head and Roxanne's going to try to get her revenge. So I'm th- I- I'm okay. going where the story okay. is. So I'm seeing Zoe Stark win this match and I'm like great. Once again WWE has a solid story to tell and they fucking kill it. So I'm pissed. I'm pissed off. But then this is one of the rare moments where I actually had the commentators on because usually I mute the commentators. I don't give a fuck what they say. I get to anything the commentators in general um, suck. But I have to be listening towards the end and the commentators brought up something that I did not remember because like I said I forgot Zoe Stark was even fucking here. For all I knew she was on the list of people that got released. Turns out Zoe Stark was put on the shelf because of Toxic Attraction. I forgot all about this shit. So when I heard that she was taken out by Toxic Attraction I said okay now it makes sense that Zoe Stark would win. She's coming back from injury and she's going to get her revenge on Toxic Attraction. So we're still telling a story. Because of that, I am okay with this win. So I'm fine with this. That being said, here's the catch 22. If that's the reason Zoe Stark was was out of action, if Zoe Stark is now going to be the number one contender against the people who took her out, Zoe must now win the women's title. And in my opinion, Zoe deserves it. I'll tell you why. This is a woman who was injured by toxic attraction. As a result, she could not compete in the women's tag title tournament when she was with Io Shirai. And I can't even remember where the fuck she is. She, did she get released? I can't remember where the fuck she is either. But, I don't know. but she was in that team. Then she ended up teaming up with Al a fire and then they went into the tournament and whatever people thought that zoe was gonna turn heel because eos rai seemed to like alba fire better than she liked zoe but they didn't do they didn't go that route but now you got a story here and like i said mandy rose is practically running through everybody when you have a champion who's pretty much run through everybody 
incredible, then you gotta pull out somebody who hasn't fought her already to win. So Zoe at least has a story. And she's over with the crowd. So her winning the title can make sense. Then, after she wins, at some point, Cora Jade can take the title. And then she gets a run. And then eventually, bring back Roxanne Perez. And then she can win the title from Cora Jade. And that's how Roxanne gets her revenge. Because before, she wasn't trying to take Cora's spotlight. Now, she can take the spotlight and the title. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you tell a story and draw money. My question is, is why don't anybody listen to you? Because I deal in facts and logic, Zach, and we live in a society where facts and logic are not existent, you know? Everything has to go with, everybody has to go with with your feelings and emotions. And the participation post trophy, too, as well. Exactly. It's like, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, it's all about me, 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 and everything else. It's just, that's why. Facts and logic don't exist in this world anymore. The more factual, the more logic you bring, the more you hurt people's feelings because they can't handle the truth. That's very true, sir. So that's why that's why nobody takes my advice, and that's why shit always hits the fan. See, un- but unlike most people, when the shit hits the fan, I step to the side of the fan, <laughs> and everybody yeah, else yeah. is everybody else. <laughs> ah, ah, oh, you got a little something right there on you. Uh, you and I and Gator be like holding up umbrellas to hide the shit away from us. We wouldn't have to. We just step. Shit. We would just step to the side and be away from the fan. That's what I. That's what uh, uh, two people don't understand, particularly Elvis and Desmond. It's like you're in the business, they're not. And why do you think I side with you so much? Well, it's nothing to do with the fact that I'm, even even before I was in the business, I knew what the fuck I was talking about. All being in the, all getting into the business did was validate everything I was fucking saying. That's pretty much hey, it. Vinny, my cousin dark side you're palpatine i'm your dark vader yes much to learn you still have my young apprentice and when it, uh, comes, to red, uh, when it comes to this business oh i have much to learn so i shut fuck up because i have no clue <laughs> all right all right well that ladies and gentlemen will wrap up this recap of nxt zach as always thank you for taking time i had a busy schedule to join me and uh i look forward to seeing you on the next one absolutely absolutely can i say something sure ladies and gentlemen it's been confirmed i am going to nashville with uh, buff bag buff the stuff bagwell and vinny future yes so uh make sure you guys uh follow the booch we are on anchor anchor spotify spotify breaker breaker google podcast Okay. And iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content, including our um, latest episode of uh, the Male Soap Opera Moment, where Wednesday and I gave our recap of Money in the Bank. Uh, we also talked about uh, a few other things, including uh, the possibility of Dominic Mysterio joining the Judgment Day and of course Logan Paul signing with uh, WWE so check all that out on the Mail Soap Opera Moment it's on the Boochcast Facebook page also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast get the latest tweets photos and videos in fact at some point this week we'll have a photo up there we've got a Gator and an ECW t-shirt you gotta check that shit out it's hilarious Um, is it hilarious oh yes so uh, make sure you guys uh, visit our YouTube channel. Go to the Boochcast YouTube channel for the YouTube content that is up there, our exclusive video content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring 
that bell to be notified so you know when future content will be posted we're going to be working on some uh we got still got a few dark side of the ring episodes left to put out so we're going to be working on those very soon i might have zach jump in on a couple of these during just to get just to get the ball rolling um but of course uh make sure you're following us on twitch go to twitch.tv slash the boochcast as we do our live wrestling watch parties our next watch party will be saturday july the 30th next saturday for wwe SummerSlam. that's right we're going to be gearing up for the biggest party of the summer it's going to be live at 8 p.m at 7 p.m about an hour before the show starts we'll have a bootleg link on the twitter page for you guys to check out that'll be our special treat uh this is um for people who don't have a peacock subscription you can watch the pay-per-view this way it's a little uh alternate route but uh now the watch party will be done in one of two locations we're still trying to work all the kinks out hopefully by the end of this week we'll have it officially figured out but it'll either be a in nashville tennessee where as zach mentioned before he'll be there with us it'll be uh me zach and buff bagwell we're going to be in nashville tennessee for starcast five the starcast weekend we'll be down there uh sign autographs meeting the fans and all that fun stuff and uh so we'll either be doing a watch party from the hotel room or if we're unable to do a watch party for whatever reason then the team here in georgia will take care of it so either way we're gonna get you guys a SummerSlam watch party so make sure you join us saturday july the 30th for wwe SummerSlam. also we got our live dnd show uh coming soon as well as our boochcast booking battle and of course a special project that we are currently in the works we're still working on a few kinks um i have zach and john working on their parts for the whole thing but i still got some other people that we need to uh get in here collaborate work together and make this shit happen so be on the lookout for this special for this special surprise coming out later this year also uh you guys can support the boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the boochcast slash support become a supporter of the boochcast support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes we have three different levels you can donate at we have our first level which is uh 99 cents per month one dollar uh that's for people out there who don't have a lot of money to spend but still want to help us out uh last thing we'd ever ask you guys to do is sacrifice uh payment to help us out we don't want y'all to feel pressured so if you don't have a lot of money to spend that level right there is for you because a dollar is not going to mean a whole lot to you but it'll mean a whole lot to us because every little bit helps keep the booch cast going then we have our second level you can donate at which is 4.99 per month five dollars this is for anybody that has some extra spending cash they want to throw around it's the same amount of money you would pay for a peacock subscription i know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock so don't give them money give us money we got better content than peacock anyway and we got the third and final level you can donate at which is for a mere nine nine That's right, $10. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. So take that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the Network, and unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. It's used to build the show. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they deserve to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any any 
money left over. Any money at all. When it's all said and done, the rest of it goes towards Zach's uh, ramen noodles. As we mentioned before, uh, these donations help you feed a starving ginger. He eats four-leaf clovers. And also, it allows us to... Oh, you son of a bitch. And it allows us to also get in laid. <laughs> His shillelagh needs tending to. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. You son of a bitch. (laughs) No, fuck that. Ah, No, fuck you, you fat, Italian, greasy fuck. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then... Pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.